Well, I'm here with Lorena Vanegas, and it's really cool that you could take the time to do this interview. Tell us about the Tweed Airport Expansion Project. What do we need to know about it? Why should people be concerned about this? Absolutely. We're in a critical time where we need people to be involved and put, uh, provide your public comments for the draft environmental assessment. We have a meeting coming up on April 1st. It's going to be held at the East Haven High School, and you'll have the opportunity to make your comments come alive because there's going to be a stenographer recording those comments and making it part of their federal record. And what should you say? You should say that we deserve an environmental impact statement. The meeting will be April 1st, and we want you there at 1.30 p.m. All right, that's when and where, what we have to do, why do we have to do it? What is so important about this issue, about the expansion, the Tweed Airport expansion? Where is it, and what's the proposal? Yeah, right now, Tweed Airport is straddling two towns, East Haven and New Haven. East Haven is actually number 17 on the Connecticut Environmental Justice List. And what happens with this environmental assessment is if we don't speak out, they're going to build a terminal over wetlands. It's going to cause obstructions in traffic, and it's going to affect the environment in terms of increasing carcinogens and air pollution and noise pollution. So... What about the wetlands issue? How much wetlands will be covered? How will that affect the ecosystem of East Haven and, and the environs? Currently, when you go to East Haven, we only have one evacuation route. Everybody knows it. It's Hemingway Avenue, Short Beach Road, and Co. Avenue, and that leads to Proto Drive. We have major stormwater issues in our town. Any kind of filling of wetland is actually taking away from the natural mitigation of flooding. Because we don't have any coastal resilience plans in our town, what happens is water is displaced. And when you build on top of wetlands and you fill it on the East Haven side, it's detrimental. Right now, that site is only four and a half feet above sea level. In order to build a structure, you need minimum 12 feet. That's going to be 61,300 cubic yards of fill, which for you and me is a lineup of 4,378 trucks, dump trucks. Can you imagine that? How, how, that would be almost the length of 91 going to Bradley. <laughs> and what about the issue of air pollution and also the runoff from jet fuel into the wetlands? And, and how, how will that affect, like, for example, our river system? What rivers are involved here? And also even the Long Island Sound, which the rivers empty into. Sure, absolutely. So we have the Quinnipiac River and the Farm Rivers being the main two waterways that lead down to Tuttle Brook and Morris Creek. Uh, Tweed Airport is bounded by Tuttle Brook and Morris Creek, and all that water volume is guided through tidal gates out to Long Island Sound. Whenever you expand an airport with more planes, you're going to be de-icing, and those chemical pollutants are going to go down the water. The only thing they use is sodium bicarbonate, and the Tweed history is they have been in deep violation, which means that the Connecticut Department of Energy and the Environment has already told them, hey, you're not supposed to do it this way. You weren't doing the monitoring reports correctly. Can we trust what's going to happen in the future? I don't think so. We also have standing reports that, sh that show that they're supposed to be increasing marshlands in that same property, and they just haven't done it within the last 20 years. Now they actually want to destroy more. In terms of uh, noise pollution, we have planes right now that are not in compliance. The 737-800 planes require that longer runway. They shouldn't be using those 
airplanes at all now. And because the structure and topography of the land almost is shaped like a cereal bowl, that noise reverberation is what's happening in people's homes. They feel the, the glasses of water are shaking, their walls are rattling, they see cracks in their in their foundations and on their walls. And you can do noise mitigation, but not nothing has ever done, been done well on the East Haven side. And that's why we need our voices out. You're speaking about noise pollution right now. Is that going to be impact also residents of Brantford and other towns, either on the shoreline or toward the New Haven side? The facts show that Brantford is one of the towns that actually takes up the most abuse from the flight paths. When the planes take off and land, they're going over Brantford the most, over 50% of the time. And the elevation of those planes is coming in at less than 2,000 feet. So you are getting jet fuel residue and that will go on your community gardens, the solar panels, our roads and driveways, our children, our wildlife. We currently live under the largest bird migration path in New England. You look up right now, the birds are coming back. The bald eagles are out. The red-winged uh, blackbirds are out. And those are the birds that are that we should be protecting. We always should be protecting the voiceless. And when we see that an industry is expanding just because they want to make more money five years down the line, it's not right. So it seems that you're raising an issue in a, in a sense of environmental justice, justice for the wildlife. What about issues of justice for the population? And not just in, on the shoreline for this particular issue, but how does this reverberate through other communities in terms of their own environmental justice issues? We know that in New Haven and other big cities, the tendency is to build toxic facilities in poor neighborhoods, working class neighborhoods, black and Latino neighborhoods. And the issue there is, of course, you know, increased disease, increased distraction from noise and other issues like that. What's your comment on the environmental justice issue? It's absolutely 100% relevant right now. We have bills at the state legislature, SB 1145, SB 1147. These are environmental justice laws that haven't been updated for decades. What does that mean for my town? Is that when it comes to most vulnerable, which is children and the elderly that might have respiratory ailments that include the highest incidence of asthma hospitalizations that's documented to you through US census data and American surveys, we know that that's going to get worse with more air pollution. And that's why we need to protect and we need to be active and we need to be present at these meetings. When you say the highest levels of asthma recorded, which town or area has that? Right now, we have data that is being collected and reported out through Data Haven. You can also go to the DEP website and also the Department of Public Health, and they will show you that East Haven has the highest asthma incidence of hospitalizations. Why do you think that is, other than the Tweed issue? I'm, it, this, I presume, predates even the Tweed expansion that's taken place so far, but, of course, the one that's proposed and hasn't happened yet. Why does East Haven have that kind of level? Yep, so right now we know that New Haven County is out of compliance for air quality, and it's a major issue It's being talked about not only in local circles but also state and federal. We live in a section of Connecticut that gets cumulative impacts of env environmental injustices from different facilities, including waste, including industry, including pollution from even out of state. And right now, even at the Capitol, there, there are some bills out there that are supposed to recede the amount of pollutants, even out of state.
create. Can it be done? Yes, it can be done. It needs to be done because right now there's money coming through the Infrastructure Reduction Act and that money is going to sit with Connecticut DEP and they have to decide who's going to get it and how is it going to be used. And I have a big call right now to our congressional delegates. We need air quality monitoring in our area. We need to know our baseline. We need health accounts. And that's what other airports actually do for their residents. They have standing health accounts and they have monthly air quality and noise reporting. If you were to take a drive to Westchester Airport, that's what they have. How do they get it? Because the the elected officials made it happen. Before we conclude and repeat the action recommendations that you stated at the beginning, what I want to ask you now about is the environmental assessment that has been done already. What do we know about that? Yeah, so right now we want to make sure that you get the documents. So the one way you can get the documents is you can go to tweedmasterplan.com. There's going to be a tab there that's it's called NEPA documents, N-E-P-A. You're going to click there and you're going to be able to read a 200-page document. However, I want to warn you, the appendices are over a thousand pages and that's where the crux of the arguments are that we need to challenge and question into an EIS or the environmental impact statement. When you go to the website, you'll also see a, um, a click to comment and you'll be directed to an, uh, an email address that is accepting your comments right now all the way through April 16th. And those comments can be sent via email to hvn-ea and then the at symbol uh, mjinc.com. That's where you can send your comments. You can also have a physical address that's available on the same website or come out April 1st. Use the microphone, use your voice. Beautiful. But the environmental assessment that was done, where did that originate from and how do you value it or how do you assess that assessment? Yeah, in Connecticut, it's a unique structure because we have allowed a private corporation to lead an environmental assessment. This is not the way it's done in Westchester. Are are you saying that the industry that's being assessed is doing its own assessment? That's right, and it's being paid for 100% by FAA. And behind the scenes, people might think that this uh, Avport is the operator of the facility that they're putting any money in. They're not. The FAA is paying for this. The history of the place is that we had an EIS in the year 2000. What is an EIS? An EIS is an environmental impact statement. And what that does is it gives the FAA the authorization to bid out for a consultant to do the actual studies and the work of the environment that will be affected. So if I'm concerned about air pollution, wetlands, they will have to hire the right consultant and answer the community questions. We as a community will have a seat at the table. That's not what we have now. So the EIS is gonna be more in depth and offer a more complete picture of the environmental impact? That's correct, and um, an agency such as Connecticut Department of Energy and the Environment will no longer be a coordinating agency sitting back. They'll They'll have to take an active role in making sure that they go after environmental injustices. So tell us once again about some of the organizations that people can contact, for example, 10,000 Hawks. How do, we, how do we stay in touch with that organization and any other environmental groups that you think we should know about? 
Sure, we have more than five organizations in the community right now, so I want to make sure that you get all the content. The first place you should go to is 10,000hawks.org. It's our website. You're going to be linked so that you can put in your email address and you'll receive weekly newsletters. Every week we have Zoom meetings where you can learn how to make empowered letters that make a difference. The second organization is Save Our Shoreline. This is a Branford group that's doing dynamic work in, in connecting to residents and has been absolutely active in making sure that the policy is heard at the local, state, and federal level. We have flytweetfacts.org, and this is an organization that's comprised to teach people how to use your civic tools of letter writing to make an effect at, at the federal level. And then the last group is an East Haven group called Keep Tweet Small. All of these organizations have Facebook pages, so definitely look out for them. 10,000 Hawks, Save Our Shoreline, Keep Tweet Small, and Fly Tweet Facts. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Lorena Venegas, for joining us today on WPKN. And I know that your group is lucky to have you as a fighter in that, in that organization. Thank you so much for the invitation. And we love living here. We're not going to move. We're set here, and we want our children to have the best future possible. Thank you.